Welcome back, Freyach uh, Hanukkah. This week is Parshas Miketz, and it's also Shabbos Hanukkah. So we're going to continue with our halachas of Chinuch, but we are going to put a special emphasis on Chinuch for the mitzvah of Hanukkah, and then we'll go on and talk a little bit about Chinuch for the mitzvah of Tzitzis, which is where we were holding, we were starting from the beginning of the day and trying to work through all the mitzvahs of the day as far as Chinuch is concerned. So, starting with Hanukkah, Hanukkah is essentially like any other mitzvah that we begin Chinuch when a child knows and understands what they are doing. However, in this case, there's an interesting twist. Ashkenazim, as we know, have the minig that everybody, all boys, light um, their own individual menaira. And as Faradim, their minig is that only one person, the head of the household, lights a menaira. And really, you could be yaitz to the mitzvah like the Sephardim or yaitz. Essentially, Ashkenazim agree that if the head of the household would light, everybody would be yaitz. We just, we hold that it's a deal that everybody should light individually. But you could be yaitz with just the head of the household lighting. So now, when it comes to being mechanach our children in lighting the Hanukkah menorah, a lot of the time, what really prevents us from allowing them is because we don't want them playing with fire, which is quite understandable, right? So the, the child might be old enough to be able to perform the mitzvah, essentially, like he can understand that, you know, tonight is four nights, five nights, six nights, and you start from here and you go to there. He might be able to make the bracha. It still doesn't mean you're ready to trust him with a candle in his hand. But that doesn't preclude him or her from being someone who should be part of the mitzvah as far as Chinuch is concerned, because you don't have to light it yourself to do the mitzvah. You can just be part of the hadlaka of the, of the head of the household. So what's the difference? The importance is, is that even if you're not ready to trust your child with lighting a menorah, he or she still need to be there when the menorah is lit, because part of the lighting of the menorah is making the brachas. So you make the bracha of and the bracha of Shasanisim, and there is an obligation to light a menorah, there's also an obligation to make those brachas. So the child who maybe you don't want him lighting yet, but he is a bar to be part of the hadlaka, so may I have to make sure he's there or she's there to hear those brachas. Now that doesn't only um, that doesn't only apply to children, that applies to everybody really, that you can you are yaitza the mitzvah even if you're not there. So a wife whose husband is lighting and she's being yaitza with her husband's lighting, you don't have to be there to be yaitza the mitzvah. You're yaitza the mitzvah whether you're there or not, but you do have to hear the brachas because the brachas are part of the mitzvah and that you're not yaitza automatically, that's your only yaitza if you hear them. And therefore, uh, it's important for all um, uh, married women and girls who are not lighting to be there and to hear the brachas. And if for whatever reason you are not home and can't be home during Hadlaka, so if you're by someone else's house, then you should hear their brachas and just tell them, you know, to have you in mind. Uh, and if you can't even do that because you're traveling, then at the, minimally you should call and you should at least hear the brachas on the phone. So it's not, that's not ideal, but it's something. It's better than nothing. So then this way you can get the brachas in that way because that's, that is an important part of the key and mitzvah of, uh, of Ner Chanuk, which everybody has to do. Now, what exactly is the proper age of Chinuch, assuming that you can uh, trust the child with, with fire, is, again, when the child is trusted with fire, he knows how to make the brachas, 
and understands how to light the candle, meaning you have to, you have to understand how many, what the candles represent, which one is the shamas, what the order to light them, that's when a child is a, a bar chenach. Now, in practice, I've found that children really decide for themselves when they are, uh, <laughs> they're old enough for chenach of lighting chanach and eras. They do it when they're, you know, when they want to do it. So, uh, so that being as it, as it may, uh, that you know you can do it however you uh, how you, however you choose. Um, girls don't have to light, uh, not by bas mitzvah girls or not little girls. Um, it's not clear exactly why. That's the truth. A, a wife, it says why the wife doesn't light because as ishtek gufa, it's actually considered the same as her husband. But isn't isn't, isn't exactly clear why girls wouldn't light uh, individually. But the practice is that girls don't have to at least. Um, and I don't, I don't particularly encourage it because it's not, you know, it's not something you have to do, and it wasn't something that was done. But I, but if they want to light, by all means, you know, uh, don't, don't, no reason to stop it. They're welcome to. So the minute is that the boys light, and then we start chinuch as soon as they're old enough to understand all these things and be trusted with the fire. That's when the chinuch is. It's about uh, six or seven, depending on the maturity of the child. Moving on to tzitzis, so I've already mentioned before that a, t- a child's tzitzis have to be minimally kosher, and otherwise it's actually an avera for the child to wear the tzitzis. It's not only not a mitzvah, it's an avera. It's an avera to wear a four-cornered garment without kosher tzitzis on it. And it's also brachal avatala if he's going to make a bracha on it. So it's really important that if you do notice, like I mentioned before, I try not to look, but if you do notice that the child's tzitzis is not kosher, um, then, then it's uh, you. You can't you can't let them wear it. Now, how do you understand what's called kosher when it comes to tzitzis? So here's some basic rules. It is a little complex, but I'm just going to give the basics that really everybody should know. And then, if it gets any more complicated, you can obviously ask a child. So, what what is tzitzis? Tzitzis is essentially four long strings, and those four long strings go through the holes in the garment, and then four hang down on one side, and four hang down on the other side, which gives you eight strings, right? Now, uh, just as a side point, I'm sure you've noticed when you went to buy tzitzis that there are those with one hole and there are those with two holes. Those are different than hagim. They're both kosher. Chassidim tend to uh, prefer the two holes and the litvish tend to prefer the one hole. Also, you might have noticed that there's tzitzis with round necks and tzitzis with T-slit necks. They're also both kosher. It's a difference in minhagim. Each one has its own uh, advantage in halacha, but they're both essentially kosher. So in any case, what you do is like this. You put the tzitzis through, and then they are knotted twice. Then you, then you wind one string around seven times, again knotted twice, eight times, twice, eleven times, and then thirteen times, and then two knots at the end. So it's seven, eight, eleven, and thirteen. The significance of this, uh, these windings is seven plus eight equals fifteen, and that's ka, that's the name of Hashem, yud K. And then the, the addition of eleven gives you um, um, twenty-six, which is the gematria of Shem Hashem, Yudke Vavke, and then 13 is the gematria of Echad. So together it's Hashem Echad. It's Hashem Yudke, Hashem Yudke Vavke, and Echad. So that's the, the significance. Now it's important to know, because w- number one thing that always happens with children's tzitzis is they unravel, right? The lanats on the bottom come out and it starts to unravel. Tzitzis are kosher, and they're really actually lechatchila kosher, as long as they have just this. They have to have the two nuts that are on the top, one uh, the winding around, like the, the, the first, as long as it has the first seven and then two knots, it's kosher. That's all it needs to be kosher. So even if the, the tzitzis are unraveling and they've gotten pretty high up, that's fine. Then they're still kosher. So that's, that's, that's important to know. But uh, if they rip, that's when things start to get complicated. So now that they can rip in a few different places, let me show you over here. So if they rip, 
I don't get this high enough. Okay, so if they rip by the hole, so that means one of the, these strings rip, that's it. It's, it's over. It's not, it's not kosher anymore. Those sits have to be discarded. If it gets a rip over here, you're done. The, more commonly, though, the strings themselves rip. Now, if the strings themselves rip, so then it depends. Again, you have four on one side and four on the other side. Tzitzis to be kosher only require four complete strings. There should be four complete strings. Um, so, in other words, of one side. So, let's say two strings get ripped off on one side. So, you have two on this side, four on this side, still kosher. However, if one rips off on this side and one rips off on the other side, it might be the same string, right? So, since it might be the same string, it could be you have no string left of that string. So, that's possible. So, I'm, I'm, all I'm going to ex is give over is that point of information. That's good to know, that if it gets totally ripped off, as long as it's on one side, you're okay. If it's on one side and the other side, then you're not okay. Now, a lot of times it doesn't get totally ripped off. It gets partially ripped off and a little bit here and a little bit there. That's a little bit more complex than we could just give over in this year. So then you can ask a Shaila, you know, uh, you can measure it and ask a Shaila exactly what's left. But generally, as long as you have about four inches left on both sides, you're still okay. Uh, once it gets less than that, that's when you have to uh, start investigating exactly what the halacha is. So, uh, if your tzitzis do become possible, like I said, don't like, get, send your child to school with it. And what you do, you can just, tzitzis don't have to be put into Seamus. Tzitzis can just be put into a plastic bag, tied up, and thrown into the garbage. Tzitzis don't have a status of Kedusha, and they can be discarded in that way.